have today one of the most astonishing acts in human history. And so if you know someone who would love to pray with us today, now would be a great time to share this broadcast. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 103 today. We're going to pray our way through Acts chapter 2, but before we do that, let's open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. And today we are worshiping from Acts 2, 34 through 36. So we're going to focus today on the sovereignty of God and on Jesus, both as Lord and Messiah. So the scripture says, for it was not David who ascended into the heavens, but he himself says, the Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So let's just pray. Father, I honor you today for your sovereignty. You have chosen what happens on this world. You sent Jesus, your son. You raised him from the dead. So let all of not only the house of Israel, but all of your people know with certainty that you are sovereign and that Jesus is both Lord, God, and Messiah, the Christ. Let us know with certainty. We honor you today for being sovereign God, Jesus, for being Lord and Messiah, for sitting at the right hand of God, we honor you as holy. We thank you for being a part of our life today as we step into this next passage and we come to this astonishing gift of the Holy Spirit for which we're grateful. Pray that you would lead my words, lead my mind, help me to both think and speak clearly because today I'm struggling with that. So help me both think and speak clearly and help everything that we do here be honoring to you today. Spirit, guide this time. It is yours. Do with it what you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter two. I realized last week that if we went through Acts at the speed that we were going last week, one chapter a week, we'd be here for six months. And that, while that would be amazing, it also felt overwhelming to me. So I'm going to double the speed and do a few chapters a week. And what that means is that we should be through this study in about 12 weeks. But what it also means for our broadcasts is that I'm going to cover about a chapter every broadcast. And we're going to pray through longer sets of verses than we are used to. It probably also means that I'm going to spend less time introducing each passage because the reading time is going to be a lot longer. It's going to be a little different than what we've done before. So we're going to read and pray through Acts chapter 2 today. And with the length of this set of verses, we're probably going to read, pray, read, pray through them. Today we have the story of the Holy Spirit being given to the believers at Pentecost. This is really the birthday of the church. So let's dive right in. This is Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had arrived... They were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Father, this passage, these like, I don't know, even know, five sentences, four or five sentences, so few sentences such a huge event beyond 
creation, beyond Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, the Holy Spirit coming is another astonishing event that we have in four verses. Like I know the rest of Acts and on in the New Testament covers so much of your work spirit, for which I'm grateful we have that. But this filling of your church, the birth of, of what really would build your church, an amazing event. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for even this short description, the idea that this was on the day of Pentecost, which celebrates the old covenant. And now we have the giving of the spirit, which celebrates the new covenant. I'm grateful for all of your intentional choices about when you do things, about how you do things, that there was the sound of a rushing wind that drew people to come hear this story, that there were flames of fire above each of their heads, like amazing. I am so grateful for your supernatural work in our lives today. Scripture says, now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, look, aren't all of these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, in Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia... Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and Converse, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Father, aside from the idea that I had just had to pronounce all of those names, the fact that this list is kind of the whole known world. There were people from all over the world at this time, another intentional choice for you to do this at this time, because they could have this experience and then travel back home and tell about it. Amazing experience as well, that not only was the birth of the church with supernatural event in their own experience, but it was a shared supernatural event. Your word is not just for us. It is to be shared. So help us do that both, I guess I want to say in our own power and supernaturally, and that that may be not exactly what I mean. I guess I ask that we would speak when you want us to speak, that we would share when you want us to share, and that we would say things in your power. Spirit, give us the power to speak, and then give us (laughs) the wisdom to leave the rest in your hands. We're responsible only for our obedience, our own obedience, not the obedience of others. And so I ask for help to remember that, to live in that way, to walk that out. Scripture says, but some sneered and said, they're drunk on new wine. Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and proclaimed to them, fellow Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be known to you and pay attention to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only nine in the morning, On the contrary, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servants in those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I will display wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
Father, the fulfillment of Scripture is always amazing to me and the layers that are involved in that fulfillment. I thank you for these words that give us pictures of how the early church both prayed your word in other places and spoke your word and recognized fulfillment. Not only did they need to know the scripture and they needed to have a right thinking given by your spirit that would help apply those scriptures to their lives, to what was happening right in their midst. I pray that we would have that same wisdom and that same power spirit, that you would grant that to us as well. Fellow Israelites, listen to these words. This Jesus of Nazareth was a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs that God did among you through him, just as you yourselves know. Though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, you used lawless people to nail him to a cross and kill him. God raised him up, ending the pains of death because it was not possible for him to be held by death. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Moreover, my flesh will rest in hope because you will not abandon me in Hades or allow your Holy One to see decay. You have revealed the paths of life to me. You will fill me with gladness in your presence. Father, certainly, in addition to the Spirit, Jesus' death and resurrection is the greatest gift that we could imagine. You took us from lifeless to life from hopeless to hope. And I pray that we would also see the Lord ever before us. Pray that we would also rest in hope because you will not abandon us to death. I pray that you would reveal the paths of life to us, fill us with gladness in your presence, that we will not be shaken and our heart will be glad and our tongues will rejoice. The passage says, Brothers and sisters, I can confidently speak to you about the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn an oath to him to seat one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah. He was not abandoned in Hades, and his flesh did not experience decay. God raised this Jesus. We are all witnesses of this. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God, and he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you both see and hear, For it was not David who ascended into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all of the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Father, I'm thankful for Peter's choice to let your spirit empower his words. He stood up in front of all of these people, and spoke your word boldly. And this was the beginning of so much that he had yet to say. But I'm grateful for these first words and for his example and for his declaration. Let all of the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Pray that you would settle that certainty in our own hearts as well. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Father, I pray that when we hear the Spirit's teaching that we need to hear, when whatever voices are speaking and noise in our culture right now, it's not where we live, where I live, there's not a huge discrepancy in languages spoken. Lots of places there are in our country, and that's fine. That's awesome. Actually, I think it's beautiful. 
But I'm thinking right now of an analogy with the noise. We hear so many voices, so much noise in our culture. Guide us to the voice spirit that you want us to hear, that we need to hear for our own growth. And then when we hear it, let us be pierced to the hearts and turn to God and say, what should I do? Help us, teach us to hear your word amongst the noise of this world and to respond pierced to the heart. The passage then says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, each of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 people were added to them. Father, we want to answer that call when we hear your word, when it pierces our heart. Let us respond in repentance. Peter said, respond in repentance. Believe in Jesus. He will forgive your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful that that set of actions is available to us as well. That centuries down the road, we have that same experience. And I pray that you would continue to add people to your family every day that you would do that through us and through each of those listening and through your church, that we would be people who draw people to you by the example of how we live, what we say in the power of the Holy Spirit. The passage says, then they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayer. And before I finish the last paragraph, let me pause on those two lines. Let us devote ourselves to your teaching to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Let that be what we're concerned with. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all believers were together and held things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. That's the end of the chapter. So we'll wrap it up by saying, Father, I'm so, I'm so grateful for your picture of the early church in these chapters. Grateful that we can see that they were a community in the truest sense of the word, that they took care of those who had need, that they were worshiping together, but they were also eating together and that they were grateful and joyful with sincere hearts, praising you. Father, I pray that you would fill us with awe, that your spirit would do powerful things through us, and that we would also find ourselves in a situation where we are living in community, which is so much more difficult today than it might have been just over a year ago. I pray that you would develop this in us and that we would be so aware of your spirit and what you are asking us to do, spirit, that we would be obedient and repentant and that we would respond by being devoted to your word and to prayer and to community. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I am grateful for you joining me in this endeavor, in this time we have together. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we'll be back again on Wednesday. We would love to have you back, 10 a.m. Central Time. If you're a podcast listener, thank you so much for being here with us that way and subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend will help more people get to join with us in prayer. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. 
My heart is that as you and I pray together each time we do this, twice a week, that God will use this time to direct your life and direct my life, that we will all grow in our prayer lives. But most of all, my prayer is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.